everybody, welcome back to the Comic-Con podcast. This is your boy, Manimal. With me, as always, is my good friend, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime. What's up, Justin? What's going on, Zach? It's been another week of uh, fun-filled comic book and uh, you know movie stuff, some Star Wars stuff. So uh, I'm excited for this week. We've got a great guest on, somebody yeah. who's not part of the comic book community. So um, Right, man. Yeah, we've we got, known uh, for years, so let's go. Let's get into it. We got our good friend PJ from Paradox, aka Paradox Nerd, who's been a good friend of mine in the community for a while. Big statue guy, but also a massive Star Wars fan. Uh, what's up, PJ? Hey, what's up, guys? What an honor to be on the show. I, I listen to you guys uh, basically every week. Um, my commute has uh, shrunk down from forty <sighs> minutes an hour to uh, ten minutes, which is good because I save <laughs> money on gas. Uh, but that. 10 minutes i make use of it by listening to you guys basically every week um oh yeah and so four trips great work yeah so it takes you about four or five trips to finish an episode <laughs> uh, yeah basically <laughs> yeah. um but it, it's you know kind of fills the week and uh, it's great you guys are doing awesome and i love listening to you guys cool hey so pj let everyone know kind of kind of give everyone a little bit of background where they can find you what your story is what you do everyone who may not know who you are all right, cool. So uh, I'm PJ, uh, Paradox Nerd. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. Um, I kind of do a lot of reviews on like collectibles that I love to collect, like Star Wars. Uh, I do dabble in some X-Men stuff and some other Marvel stuff, but mostly Star Wars. Uh, I do have a podcast on the side, which is uh, uh, Sithcast uh, Podcast. Uh, it's a separate channel. And uh, you can also check me out on the, you know, on the major podcast platforms like Google uh was it Google Play? I forgot. Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I've uh, I'm actually even though I'm not part of like uh, the the comic book community, I I'm actually starting to collect a lot of uh, Star Wars uh, comic books recently, thanks to you guys because I really didn't know a lot about comic books, and uh, you know by listening to you guys, kind of getting to know. Uh, you know the community what spec books are like you know slowly getting into the to the comic book collecting and uh you know uh, i appreciate you what you guys have done for me in terms of the the knowledge and information that you uh you know present at your podcast so um it, it's always nice to hear a drug addict thank their drug dealer for getting them <laughs> uh, addicted to something that's basically that's like what comic books is you know it's like hey man yeah. try this heroin like hey thanks bro i'm like super into heroin now yeah, and you know, I, and I think because I, I, you know, when you guys first started, I, I started listening to your like X Men stuff, um, like your separate X Men stuff, mm -hmm. and then I think Justin did some uh, spec, like Star Wars spec books, and I was like, what's a spec book? And then I like started listening to you guys more, and then you're like, first appearance of this, first appearance of that, and then I'm like, hmm, okay, and I looked into like this, like the like first appearance of in in, in Star Wars comic books, and I'm just like, oh yeah, cool, I have this, I have that. And oh my gosh, like first appearance of the Sith Inquisitors are like going up in value. Like oh my gosh, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm addicted. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you do um YouTube stuff. Justin's been on a bunch of your, a couple of your your shows, right? The Sithcast stuff. Yeah. So uh, you know, I love Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars has always been my number one IP. Uh, I love you know just talking anything and everything about star wars so that's why i decided to make a podcast about it uh just kind of separate from like my other channel which i do a lot of reviews on um but in the most part yeah like i have lo i love having justin on i would love to have you on uh yeah. manimal so yeah it just uh you know it's a good time to be a star wars fan uh, also sometimes like uh especially with some of the dramas going around you're like oh god this is so draining too That's oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into some of that obi-wan drama for sure oh my today. god yeah, yeah definitely and it's it's great because you know like there's obviously here on the on, on the comic-con podcast you know we talk comic books we talk movies we talk tv we dabble in some video game news but like your podcast is just straight star wars so for the people out there listening that want something different to listen to. If you want a really good just Star Wars, if you're a collectibles guy and you want to listen to nothing but Star Wars, definitely check out PJ's, um, both his YouTube channels. I mean, he does some great reviews, unboxings of awesome collectibles. And again, just the Sithcast podcast. It's awesome. It's a great name, too. That's a badass yeah. name. Oh, thank you, man. I love it. It took me a while to come up with that name. I was like, The Force Awakens. 
my myself. I don't know. I was like coming up with like different crazy things, <laughs> but I'm glad I came up with that. So yeah. So obviously we have uh, PJ stuff in the description of uh, this episode. So make sure you check him out. We'll be tagging him as well. So he's a, he's a great guy in the community. So PJ, you know, like when did you start getting into all these collectibles? Like what was your, would you remember what your first big collectible was? You know, obviously no one can see you and they have tons of statues behind you. Yeah. But, you know, what was your like first entry into like Star Wars collectibles? Yeah. So it was, uh, I'll rewind back all the way to like one of the earlier New York Comic Cons, right? Like, and Justin, I, I, you know, was listening to your uh, last episode. I know you guys were talking about like how the New York Comic Con first started, how it's changed so much. Uh, yeah. So I was there in the first earlier uh, New York Comic Cons and uh, I came across the Kotobukiya booth and I saw like these like really cool, like, one seven scale statue star wars statues right and i was just like cool so i was like i really like the detail and c- compared to like some of the funko pops and the hasbro stuff which the details are not all that great but they're cool to collect um i was like let me buy one and next you know i bought i started collecting kudabukiya <laughs> stuff and then that was a gateway drug to right some of the bigger stuff because you're like you want you keep wanting more and you know better like detail a yep. uh, better paint job, just more presence in your collection. And then I start dabbling into uh, some of the sideshow stuff. Like uh, I think Boba Fett uh, premium format from Empire Strikes Back was uh, my first uh, Star Wars uh, quarter scale statue. So, and then from there, I, uh, you know, dabbled into some X-Men because I think, the, I'm sorry guys, if I come off as harsh being like harsh on the sequels, but the last Jedi came out and I was just like, I went to a dark, like you know cave and i just like secluded myself from all the star wars stuff because i was in a dark place because of that movie and i started collecting some other like you know marvel and x-men x-men is my second favorite ip mm-hmm. so um every time i listen to like uh zach talk about uh some x-men stuff i'm like yeah like cool uh, you know it's been a while so, since i've done any x-men things i need to i need to do another manimal monday mutant monday just yeah. get back into it so, what was yeah, your I most mean, recent or what was your last like uh like Star Wars statue you bought or statue in general? What's the uh, most recent thing you picked up? The Ahsoka premium format. Uh, I think uh Justin has that one too. Yep. Um and that piece is absolutely stunning. Uh I'm a big Rebels guy. I love Star Wars Rebels and uh I think Sitra did a really good job with that statue. So uh yeah, that was my most recent Star Wars uh statue that uh, I picked up and uh, just like Justin, I also picked up, uh, you know, the Revan and Malik from XM. Those that that's one of my favorites too. So, yeah. Um, Justin, have you seen recent. Rebels? Have you watched Rebels? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of question? I really, I, I took that as like he's, oh, he's like, still confused because he's like, yeah, probably like nine times. Yeah, I know. I was like really confused. I'm like, does Zach not know me? Do we not talk about this on a constant basis? <laughs> I don't think oh. I've ever met anyone who loves Rebels more than Justin. To be honest right. with you. Um, yeah pj you know for especially this is different from us because normally we have comic people on here but like mm-hmm. for statue collecting you know what what's your like your typical you know how do you display stuff like what you know what could you tell people if they want to kind of get into statue collecting what are some beginner display cases or and or to maybe even intermediate display yeah. cases? because i mean obviously i could see behind you you have a big thing and even i need to upgrade some of my stuff because obviously where i'm at mm-hmm. so yeah, I probably like, you know, because you spend a ton of money on like these uh, collectibles, right? And you kind of like don't want to spend that that same amount of money on your display cases, even though they'll make it look better. Uh, but a good like, uh, you know, in- intermediate, uh, uh, you know, entry to the uh, display cases for statues is uh, Ikea. Ikea bestas are probably the best. Uh, I think they're the best bang for your buck. Uh, they're like, I don't know. Um, maybe $90 for one single or two units or something like that, uh, like a two-shelf unit, and uh, they look great. You could put some, like, uh, uh, LED strip lights to make it look good. Um, obviously, if you want to up your game from there, you could actually go do the module case route, which is super expensive, but uh, at the same time, it looks great. Uh, the only thing I hate about the module case Maju cases is the fact that they take a really long time to get. Like you could pre-order it now, and it'll be about like a year and a year and a half till you get it. So, 
This is that's so ironic that you're complaining about that. You're a statue guy. That's a that's like your normal basis for waiting for a statue. Like, oh no, I, I have to wait a year. <laughs> like, that's I know pretty fast for a statue. Actually, you know, it's funny that you say that because uh, I have a, a friend of mine that always tells me he's like, you keep complaining about it, but like, you know, every single month, and you could have gotten like a couple magic cases from all that, you know, complaining the past two, you know, the uh, I complained for the past two years, so you know, I could have gotten like a couple magic cases by now, so. Um, hey, I'm on that. Believe me, I uh, I ordered a Maju case in August of last year, mm -hmm. paid for it, and it says right now that I'm still I'm queued for quarter two, which we're obviously in the second quarter of 2022. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't get it by the end of June. That means hell. Now it's fallen into third quarter, and <laughs> yeah, I, I spent a pretty penny on it because I know some of these statues are are huge, and they're going to fit at least two to three statues, and I got little, you know kittens cats running around this place i don't want them to damage these things are expensive oh, yeah. so yeah i went out and bought myself a maju case yeah They're the ones that are completely sealed right like yep. front back yeah. side it's all like a cube right like it's yep. completely sealed There's different versions cube. you can get yeah so um i got obviously the ones and they fit right they, don't they fit m most quarter scale statues that's the idea yeah they, they fit a lot of stuff in it to be honest like maju cases the like the best like display cases you could get like because it comes with the the lights the led lights and your statues look great in it so congrats man i'm jealous i should have just suck it up and bought it and just wait <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't think i was gonna get it anytime soon like i i pre-ordered it so long ago that i was hoping that i would have it in time for when the xm revan came out and the ahsoka mm -hmm. uh rebels came out but obviously didn't and now, obviously, I'm getting into this custom statue and people that follow me on Instagram, they've seen the Ahsoka one I have, the Sabine Wren I have. Um, they're doing a Hera and Chopper for who I follow. And obviously, you know, I'm sure you do. You have the Sideshow uh, Mandalorian Ahsoka on pre-order, right? Oh, Premium yeah. That, and I was going to say, Justin, I saw that in Celebration. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Like, they did yeah, a I saw your video. Job. It looked good. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, yeah, let's kind of, that's a great segue. So, you know, we brought PJ on here because obviously, you know, most people on here typically are go to conventions, you know, New York Comic Con, Terrific Con, whatever it is across the United States at different comic conventions. What's Star Wars Celebration all about? Like, what's that like walking through? Now, I spent four days real quick. I spent four days watching YouTube. So <laughs> that was probably the most time I've ever watched YouTube on a consistent basis from like three o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night. I was literally anything I was doing. I was watching Star Wars Celebration. So any interview that I could watch, any of the trailers, obviously the main stage, if they went to the panels. But like, what's it like being there, PJ? So I've, I've been to the past three celebration, including this one. And I have to say, the first time I went to the celebration, it was very, like, underwhelming. Uh, just because, hmm. yeah, it was weird. Because you go there, like, I went to the the one in Orlando, and it was just, like, a huge convention. And it was so spaced out, right? And everything was so spaced out. There, was, there wasn't a lot of vendors. There was a lot of stuff there. And uh, basically, you kind of do the convention in probably, like, uh, one day. Um, but... I think because of the popularity of the Mandalorian, I think there's a lot more Star Wars fans out right now compared to the past uh, couple of celebrations. Um, the last one was in Chicago in 2019, I believe. And that was around like the sequel era. Like Mandalorian hasn't really come, didn't really come out yet. Mm -hmm. uh, people were still trying to like kind of get to know it a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, this past, the, the, the most recent one, oh my gosh, it is overwhelming with the amount of not only content they were presenting at the, the convention, but a, the amount of like merchandise you could buy, the amount of panels and all these different things you could do. Um, I've been to San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con. Uh, those are overwhelming because there's so many different IPs in like one building. Um, with Star Wars uh, celebrations, just one. It's just strictly Star Wars. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, like the convention's a little bit more spread out compared to a New York Comic Con, where, like you say, you got DC fans, Star Wars fans, Marvel fans, all in one building is kind of cramped up, and you're trying to like, you know, get yeah. away from the crowd and try to like, you know, look at collectibles, comic books, or artwork, you know, whatever you guys, you know, you want to do at a, in a, in the convention. So. 
Uh, I was recently at Anaheim Convention Center in April mm -hmm. for WonderCon. So like yeah. when they did like they wide shots. Yeah. yeah, when they did like wide shots, I was just like, oh cool. Like, like I know where this hall is because it's three big separate mm -hmm. halls. Um, so you could me obviously you could tell like the main floor when they were having like the interviews, obviously that's one main floor. So I'm guessing like other halls is where all the booths are where people yeah. buy stuff. And it's just Star Wars, right? Like every yeah. booth is like littered with Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got like uh, Star Wars watches, you got uh, someone selling socks, uh, uh, underwear, T-shirts, statues and art prints. And uh, but there's not really a, there's not big a big comic book presence in in this, uh, you know, celebration, which I'm surprised really? with. Yeah, they don't you know, highlight any of the new, like, especially now that you know what past like couple years with them being at Marvel and everything. There's not a lot of highlight of the like, Marvel comics there. There is, there's the panels. So the panels, mm -hmm. they have a lot of like, you know, comic book panels and some of the, the Del Rey stuff, uh, is, are the, is there some new announcements? Uh, but yeah, and like, you know, in terms of like vendors selling com like Star Wars comic books, they're really in a lot, like, you know, not a lot of CGC graded stuff, which, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm sure at some point, like Star Wars will get to that point. Cause I've been seeing a lot of like key issues go up for, uh, you know go up for a pretty penny you know so and a lot of the actors and actresses they uh they're out there like signing right oh my god uh yeah so there's a section where they do the autographs and then um you know the photo the photo ops and um yeah they have a a separate section for that um but it's it's kind of like um it's kind of spread out it all depends uh on what you want to do if you want to just do panels all day you can um, if you want to do just like check out the collectibles or you want to just sit by the main stage and check out all the, the interviews uh, live, you could do that. Um, there's a lot of cosplayers, obviously. And uh, one thing that they added this year, which I was blown away, is the uh, the Mandalorian experience. And uh, with the Mandal exper Mandalorian experience, they put all this like the Mandalorian props that they used in the previous TV shows in one building. And let me tell you, I waited two hours for, to get in and I was blown away, like seriously blown away with the amount of stuff it, that they had in there. They had like a Naboo starfighter that they used hmm. for um, Mandalorian season. No, it was Mandalorian season two. Oh, Mandalorian season 2.5 book of Boba. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah, they yeah. had the actual starfighter in there, which was, crazy um and they had like like banthas they had uh you know a rancor head which they used on on the book of boba set so it is absolutely like mind-blowing um they had the uh, uh razor crest uh cockpit in there as well and it was so good that like john favreau visited that exhibit uh, exhibit like almost every day uh, I wow. actually got to see him. He was like three feet away from me um, when I was like checking out the uh, the exhibit. Um, so I got to meet the, uh, I guess, some of the stuntmen that played the Mandalorian um, in in the in the show. So I took some pictures with them. The armor stopped by, uh, but yeah, it was a this year was a great convention. But I think it's because it's the first like major convention. Um, you know, besides, I guess that besides the New York Comic Con last fall, which was like basically, uh, like I, I don't know, it was like a small con, there wasn't a lot of people there. And then the San Diego Comic Con, uh, was it the the mm -hmm. the two like the small one that they had last yeah. November? So this was the one of the like the major big ones. Uh, there was a lot of YouTubers there as well, so yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned the Del Rey stuff. How big did they go? Did they have a, a big like High Republic presence? Did they try to push the books like High Republic in general? What was it like? Yeah. That? So in the in the uh, celebration store, they were pu pushing a lot of the newer books. I know they made some um, new High Republic uh, announcements as well for the next phase. So uh, they're really pushing hard on those books, and obviously, I think they're trying to follow up with that uh, that TV show Acolyte. Uh, yeah. That's supposed to take place around the era, so uh, kind of looking forward to those books and and the show. To be honest, so yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. So 
Uh, last week we spoke on a lot of stuff that was dropping on Thursday because we recorded it on Thursday. So mm-hmm. of course, you know, we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday news from Star Wars Celebration. So let's kind of get into some of the stuff that obviously we didn't talk about that uh, obviously all three of us, we enjoy Star Wars and kind of our thoughts. So um, our first topic is, of course, the Tales of the Jedi. We, everyone, you know, they teased this because there was a leak that people were given a LucasArts uh present at, at christmas time and it had indiana jones logo on it it had tales of the jedi on it and some other stuff so people were immediately going to the dark horse tales of the jedi series because they were just like oh well that's what they're going now some people thought they were doing that some people were like there's no way that they're doing all this dark horse stuff and bringing in all these older characters so from what we got from last week's news was they're doing short stories right now it's uh, solicited as an eight episode uh, animated shorts, Dave Filoni's involved in it. Um, and right now, all we have confirmed is they're doing a Ahsoka, a um, Count Dooku, and we're also going to see Qui-Gon come back as well. So, um, PJ, you know, what are your thoughts on this, finally getting to see some uh, some stuff back, especially younger and maybe before Count Dooku becomes Mr. Darth Tyrannus? Yeah, and I'm actually really excited uh, that they're doing a show like this because uh, you kind of want to know like how it was before you know Sidious popped on you know you know showed up and uh, to see kind of like uh, Count Dooku as a young Jedi and hopefully we kind of get to see him like slowly turn into the dark side or maybe get like uh, disgusted with some of the Jedi ways um, and well also Qui Gon one thing with Qui Gon too is that. He never really believed in uh, a lot of the the thinking that the Jedi had, right? Like he didn't like the fact that you know uh, you can't love or you had you didn't have, you can't be connected to somebody or so he was kind of around the same boat as Dooku, but you know obviously um, he still stuck around with the Jedi. And you know one thing about Qui Gon is that he was never I don't think he was part of the Council, even though he was a Jedi Master. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just to see some of that stuff, a young Ahsoka, yep. I'm really excited for. And they're short stories, so I'm, I'm guessing they're about 30 minutes long. And Dave Filoni is involved in that project. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see that. So awesome. And Zach, uh, you had a little bit of an article for for this topic. So uh, yeah, I mean, kind of just kind of just also along the lines of the Count Dooku stuff. You know, like I agree, I agree with what PJ says. I'm excited because you know you watch. Okay, so you don't watch Clone Wars, the cartoon, right? Let's say you just are a movie person, and a lot of people really are. A lot of people don't really watch the animated. Or not a lot, but there's there are a group of people who only kind of watch the theatrical stuff. Um, and you definitely get more Dooku in Clone Wars, of course. But like as you're watching the movies, you know, Dooku shows up and he's touted as like this big great Jedi. He's, you know, the tutelage of Yoda. He had Qui-Gon as an apprentice, like but it's the first time you hear about him and damn dude's bad already, you know? So it's always kind of like, well, how, how'd this shit go? Like, I, I'm really intrigued as well. Like, I want to know like what broke him bad, what broke him actually, uh-huh. you know, like what, what did Sidious do to kind of bring him to the side? How did he fill that gap after Maul was gone? How did then Sidious switch to Dooku? Was he already switching to Dooku? Like that kind of shit. I mean, I, I would love to see all that kind of play out. The, the fall of Dooku would be very, very interesting. Or even just to see him as a, good jedi you know as a jedi like like pj said like was he falling out of favor with the jedi was he kind of like not trusting their decisions were they you know whatever so i'm super excited and you know what like i i think of this tales of the jedi um i think it's gonna be a lot like uh like the what if show you know what i mean like 30 minute episodes um maybe they'll have an overarching like theme throughout where it will somewhat connect maybe it won't it doesn't really have to but you know, when we went into what if, not to like go on a tangent on the MCU, but when we went into what if, everyone was kind of like, yeah, what's this going to be like? These, you know, these might just be kind of like throwaway episodes, but it turned out to be surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can focus on these characters and do little 30 minute episodes. I think it's great. Um, Ahsoka, you know, like I like Ahsoka. I know you guys are big Ahsoka fans, but we've seen a lot of Ahsoka. I, I, she's not necessarily a character that I, you know, I want to fill the gaps with. Um, we saw her as she started. We saw her when she fell. We saw her when she left Jedi and went, you know, Rebels. I would like to see characters more like Count Dooku, where you can fill in these gaps of what happened to him, you know, and even bounce around, like maybe move on to like w- what was Poe Dameron up to in the middle, you know, or different different stuff like that. Like that's what I kind of yeah. like to see. 
Yeah, I guess that could be like a season two, but you know, so obviously, like, yeah, we we talked about where you're you're getting a younger Dooku, so you're going to see him in the Jedi Order. You're going to see Qui Gon. You're going to see Ahsoka as a child pre the you know Attack of the Clones movie Mm -hmm. or Clone Wars movie, Uh, and then you're also going to see Mace Windu as a younger character as well. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think we're supposed to see him. I don't know if it's a Padawan or if it's just going to be more earlier in his career. Yeah, that'd be Um, great. But then there's still five other episodes because there's eight episodes. So, you know, maybe it'll explore on other characters that we we don't know. Like maybe right. you're going to get, yeah, maybe you're going to get a younger Yoda, which would be cool too, because we only know Yoda from obviously the original trilogy, uh, the prequels, all the cartoons. And if you're reading like obviously the novels for the High yeah. Republic, but we really don't know even where that's going to fall. But there's so many other Jedi in the universe that they could really expand on that people love. Okay, I got yeah, one. Filoni could definitely take a lot of these characters and bring them uh, front and center. How about the fall of Palpatine? How about like the or with him showing him becoming a Sith? That would be a fucking badass episode. Yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. And actually, that's a great point about uh, Ahsoka because if you, if you guys remember, like the first Rebels movie, Ahsoka was annoying as hell. Oh gosh, she was the worst, dude. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> like I'm a Star Wars oh, fan, oh, and I barely got through that movie. I was, was like, oh my gosh, that was rough. Yeah. With Zero the Hut, I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of hate on that. There was a lot of hate for her. Um, Ashley's always said it that she, you know, they they didn't know how it was going to fare, especially like a new character. But mm-hmm. um, she just kind of changed, like after, mid mm-hmm. midway through season one of Clone Wars and into season two. You know, she just kind of had a calling and. uh I think it, it's also all thanks to Anakin, too, you know, right. because yeah. of the way Anakin was. And, you know, because even at that time, like we only knew Anakin from the movies. And, you know, at that time, there was a lot of hate for Hayden Christensen. Mm. So you're just going to bring in some apprentice to make make us feel better because of who he was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fill in these characters like Ahsoka. I mean, really, what questions do we have? Honestly, the biggest question about Ahsoka is what we're getting right now after rebels like and mm-hmm. we're already going to be see that in the mandalorian you know maybe where she's at in the sequel trilogy of course but we're not gonna they're not gonna fill that out but yeah i'd like to see maybe even some of i'm trying to like look up some of the names but uh i can't even remember but some of the jedi that we saw during the prequel trilogy you know that were like yeah. on the council that had decent sized roles but we didn't flesh out those characters enough they showed up in clone wars a little bit you know hey not to uh mm-hmm. step on the ob1 but maybe some quinlan voss Maybe. maybe oh yeah. yeah. And Voss talk, you know, like some kids. Like yeah. Actually, to be, to be honest, to be honest, I would like to see a Kenobi when he was younger, right? Like to see how he was and how he, you know, because I know he mentioned it in in, in the show, but we'll obviously yeah. dive into it. But yeah, just kind of maybe a younger Kenobi, see how he is, or um, they're kind of doing that with his comic book series right now, where you're getting yeah. like Padawan Obi Wan, or yeah. no, Youngling. It's like Youngling Obi Wan right now. Yeah. True. So. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's kind of move on to another animated series that they announced. Well, not announced, but obviously we knew that was coming. We just we were waiting for a trailer and, and dates is the Bad Batch season two. And I know, Zach, you know, we kind of briefly talked about this. You were really big on the trailer. Yeah. Uh, from myself, I, there, there's so much in this trailer that I had to rewatch it multiple times to see because, you know, you really only see quick snippets of this. Um, but I'm re- I mean, I cannot wait for for clone. um for Bad Batch season two, because I was a huge fan of this. I've rewatched it at least half a dozen times just because I really don't have like a favorite character and they're right. all great characters to follow. So, um, Zach, you know, what was your takeaways from the trailer from Bad Batch? I mean, real quick, um, not to go too much in depth, but one of the things I liked about the Bad Batch is it, of course, you get these little characters and you get the Easter eggs and stuff like that. But in and of itself, Bad Batch operates in its own little for what for what for lack of a better word own little universe where it doesn't rely on you know obi-wan showing up or like the main characters of course you get like rex and you get you get different guys showing up but it operates so much by itself and i think that speaks to the strength a lot of times of like new characters that are operating in an era that's already so fleshed out so even the trailer what i loved about it was you didn't see like it wasn't like i was gonna see you know like oh there's cad bane or like someone like that you know i was like dude I saw this whole thing and there wasn't a lot of Easter eggs, but it was fucking awesome. And then mm. something about the music at the end. Damn, dude, that music at the, at the end of the trailer got me hyped. <laughs> like I was like, hell yeah, man. Like where's the soundtrack to this trailer? Uh, I, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Yeah. What about you, PJ? Yeah. So the first uh, 
Bad Batch season, I was, uh, you know, I was, I think I had a high expectation. So I thought it was really good. Uh, I think it could have been better because, because, you know, for me, like the ending, like I was expecting like this big, huge ending. I wasn't sure if they're going to make a season two. And they kind of left it off as like, you know, with, you know, the cloners, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was, no, yeah, with the, what's his name? I can't even think those, the doctors that were working on. um, Oh, the Camino. Yeah. They took them down, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, you know, like some of the what's his name from the Mandalorian, that doctor that was trying to get the force, like the, oh yeah, I can't think the, of his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So like those type of doc- like scientists, right? Um, so I wonder if they're trying to connect into, you know, trying to make sure, like I guess, like trying to connect to sequels. I'm not sure, or man- maybe the Mandalorian, but. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one because it just seems to be a lot of like uh, cool things happening, especially with the Emperor being in it. And also, uh, they ch- seem that they ch- they changed the armor as well yep. on some of the uh, on mm-hmm. the Bad Batch. Uh, they had Rebel Commandos there, not Rebel Commandos. Uh, what's that called? The Republic those, Commandos. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they're Republic like Republic Commandos. Commandos. Rebel Commandos. Commandos. Yeah. yeah, so that was pretty cool. So I'm curious to see, see Cody where they take too. The story. I, I feel like that's Cody. Yeah, it looks uh, like Cody. one shot. Yeah. So and I'm kind of curious to they see aged the girl they... too a little bit, right? It looked like yeah. it jumped, time jumped a bit. She looked I a little older so. to that, me. I think they said they were going to time jump a little bit on the in in the show. Uh, but I'm curious to see like how many seasons we get out of the Bad Batch. And uh, you know, usually one thing I notice about some of these like animated shows is the first season is okay, but then they really do a lot better in like the second season and the third and, and stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and, and it's more star Wars content, right? Like there's really right. not much of a, like uh you know, break in between like some of these shows, right? I think it's Andor, and then right after Andor, you get the bad batch stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to watching it. Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely going to be a great show. Uh, and then last but not least, the, the, the last animated show that we're going to be talking about, and obviously uh, this is over, the article is over at StarWars.com, Gather Your Younglings for the Young Jedi Adventure Series. So this is going to be a new animated series that's set during the era of the High Republic. So we're getting our first, other than the Acolytes, we're getting our first uh, animated series, part of the you know High Republic era. And this is all about teaching preschool kids you know, kind of a different, you know, important skills for preschoolers. So the, obviously this is going to be for younger kids. It's going to be on Disney plus it's also gonna be on Disney junior. So, you know, will we enjoy it as older, you know, content <laughs> people that love star Wars? I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's again, it's a full length series. They're going to have obviously all younglings. It's, it's going to be on Disney junior. So I don't know how, the, the type of uh, animation that they're going to do because we all know, like, watching bad batch i don't know if that's something that's bad batch or clone wars or rebels like is that type of animation good for like preschoolers like for this i could see them going very childish and almost like a cell shaded or Mm -hmm. real 2d look right um zach what are your thoughts on the uh this latest series that got announced I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about last week, you know, with Skeleton Crew, um, with the Jude Law show that kind of is hyping up the idea of this younger cast and whatnot. Like, I think it, I think it is needed. We spoke about this, you know, about how Star Wars fans are us, you know, our generation really. And I think there is a gap in terms of bringing in the, the new younger generation. And I think the High Republic's probably a good era to do it because there's a shit ton of Jedi, right? So it's before you get the Sith and the, the more darker tones of. Um, the Star Wars universe. I mean, it's very easy to have Jedi in the Nile. Boom, bad guys, good guys, right? Like the Sith is obviously a little bit, it's different, you know, the dark side of the force and dealing with like, you know, your feelings and stuff. That's a little bit much maybe for a child and like the younger generation. So I'm all for it. You know, if it gets more kids involved in Star Wars, because here's the, here's the truth of the matter. More kids involved in Star Wars means more money for Star Wars, which means more content for us. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. PJ, what are your thoughts on this uh, series? So I love the idea that, uh, you know, they're trying to introduce uh, Star Wars to a younger generation just because, you know, I have kids myself. And to be honest, I think right now Star Wars hasn't really captured the younger crowd uh, as like they did with MCU. Uh, You know, one thing I'm very jealous about this MCU is that they're able to make my kids into 
MCU fans, mm-hmm. and Star Wars hasn't done that. And it's hard because you know when I try to put my kids to watch some of the older stuff, they're like, "Oh, it's so like out of date," or "What does this mean?" And you know, and you're like, "Oh, cool." And the only thing that really captured them was the Mandalorian. But um, introducing something that's so out of like the Skywalker saga, and it's you know, like it's like it's a clean slate basically, and mm-hmm. you're just like, there's there's lightsabers, there's bad guys. And I think it's a great idea. And like what what Zach said, like the more um, the more that, that these kids love Star Wars content, that means the future is bright for Star Wars in general, and we get more content. And uh, I love it. So yeah, I'm looking forward kids, to watching the show. Your kids weren't like totally into the Trade Federation and uh, <laughs> all and the, the oh Council of Naboo and all that. That doesn't just like <laughs> totally sink them in. Like, oh, okay, the Trade Federation in the Republic. So, yeah, so I had a dilemma just because it was like when I was trying to introduce my kids to Star Wars, I was like, all right, well, should I introduce them to four, five, six? And I tried to do that, but they were like so disengaged because of the, the CGI oh, or the yeah. special effects. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me introduce you to something with better CGI. And hopefully the story carries them all the way to the to the, you know, to the end of the original trilogy. Uh and it was tough trying to get them through the prequels because <laughs> they didn't know what the hell was going on. And the only cool thing was Maul and some of the lightsaber fight scenes. So um, yeah. I'm kind of glad yeah, that... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm kind of glad that they're kind of going that same route with the High Republic stuff. So hopefully, you know, they're successful with it. Hey, you definitely hit the nail on the head regarding how the MCU is involving younger kids and it's not only just from the movies too like if you go on disney plus and you go under the marvel section there's like a whole section of like younger animation right. for children you know it's not mm-hmm. just you know the what if series or even you know the even the stuff that even we grew up on in the 90s like the spider-man series or fantastic four there's a lot of stuff that came out that a lot of people don't know like there's the whole marvel rising with all the female characters um there's you know a lot of like the chibi spider-man characters it's like spider-man miles and gwen like and that's more for like children to watch and that's more you know doable because of like the things that they can learn like whether it's self-discipline or i don't know teamwork whatever it is but yeah i think this whole young jedi is a perfect opportunity for people because like you said you're like your kids weren't into or you know the original trilogy they really couldn't get into like the prequel trilogy so this is like the perfect opportunity for star wars to get kids involved to make more money to put out more content and you know hell if we end up watching it and enjoying it that's just you know a plus for us mm-hmm. yeah and it's a clean slate that's why i like this you know the one thing about star wars fans is that we're you know we're overcritical <laughs> about the content that we get and i'm sure we'll talk some about some of that later so oh yeah well, once so- again that's actually a perfect segue into talking about obi-wan oh so we obviously got the first three episodes of Obi-Wan. Um, man, we got spoiled too. It's kind of hard to wait now because we got the first two dropped, right? And then like what, four <laughs> days later, we got episode three. Yeah, so, it's like uh, weird. It's like we're already doing a mid-season after a week. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even a week. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, let's let's talk about Obi-Wan. And then we'll talk about some of the uh, <laughs> shit we were talking about, the drama as well. But um, PJ, what, what are your thoughts on the first three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Well, here's a real, so, actually real quick. Did you ahead. get to watch it in like the big arena or like where oh, was it? obviously because no, you were at celebration? So like, where did you get to watch it the first two episodes? Uh, I got to watch it in like one of my friends' uh, house. They rented an Airbnb, and thank God they had like a huge like flat screen TV because I would have hated okay. to watch it on my cell phone. Uh, so <laughs> I got to watch it there. No, I, I I wasn't able to get into the main panel, um, and uh, you know I heard the main panel was able to kind of get like you know like little tidbits of some of the new stuff coming out and on top of that they got like wristbands to come back uh to watch uh the first two episodes earlier than every, everyone else and yeah. they got popcorn and stuff like that so i'm like uh f you guys like <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> i guess i'll like you know wait but thank god like they uh premiered it like was it called three hours earlier yep. yeah uh, yeah they dropped it early just because I was, that's one thing I was afraid of. Like, I was afraid that, like, those people that watch it, you know how it is, they, how you know how the interwebs are. As soon as, like, they, you know, these people watch it, they'll come out, it's like, oh, like, they'll start spoiling it for everyone, and, mm-hmm. you know, and on Facebook yeah, or the whatever. Yeah, coasters get that 
really they're like it's like funny like for comic books the east coast is always better for that because we get books you know like 12 o'clock here it's still nine o'clock over there so comic shops open up earlier for us like 10 9 10 11 12 whatever and then they don't they're still like sleeping you know most of the times like midtown comics is open before most people are up on the west coast mm-hmm. but like for tv like they're getting it at midnight where we're all sleeping and it's like annoying yeah. i know and it sucks because you know like the first thing you have to do as soon as you wake up is watch the show so that you don't get spoiled <laughs> right yep. so so i was kind of like disappointed with that but i'm kind of glad like i said like they they released it like I, I guess once they f- finished watching the first two episodes, then we got to watch it. So, you know, it didn't give them any time to kind of like spoil it for anyone. So, uh, no, I, I watched it. And uh, let me tell you, I was like tearing up when I did. They, they did that recap and uh, they did a really nice job with the, you know, the recap of the prequels yeah. and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on Anakin and his relationship with uh, with uh, Kenobi and how Kenobi failed him. And it's kind of kind of setting up like everything else for the show, and then um, you know with the first episode, you kind of see like with uh, Kenobi how he's like, you know, like you know, like a, a hermit in Tatooine cutting like sashimi in the middle of this <laughs> in, in the desert, and um, you kind of see some of the Inquisitors hunting down the Jedi, which is pretty cool, and uh, you know the first episode also involved. Uh, uh, Leia, Princess Leia, which was like such a surprise to me because I really thought yep. they were just going to focus on Kenobi right. and him being the main character, and I felt like they kind of took like a like a page out of like the Mandalorian having like a younger child with the main character, like uh, Grogu and uh, the Mando. Um, so it was pretty cool. I-, I think she did a phenomenal job. Um, although there's one scene that kind of took me out of the that episode which is the chase scene and yes. i was like everybody says dude <laughs> she's also not 10 years old first off okay yeah that girl i actually i had to i had to google her the actress and at the time i googled her she's nine right now so obviously that was filmed a while ago but i'm looking at her in the like 10 years after revenge of the sith and i got like a, a 10 year old niece who's like double this girl's size like, yeah yeah, dude, that girl's not. And then even Luke hanging out on the little igloo thing. Like, I was like, that's not a 10-year-old man. Unless out in Tatooine with those moisture farms, this guy's not getting any nutrition. I don't know what's happening <laughs> out there. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, like, flee? <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah. what the? Okay. I was like, all right. I ran with it. But I thought it was a, it was a good uh, first episode. It wasn't, like, mind-blowing, but... It was really good, and I mean, overall, I you know, like the second episode, we got a little bit more like inquisitor, in, uh, some inquisitors uh, uh, action. Um, you kind of saw like Kenobi, like really, you know, trying to look for Leia and stuff like that um, in another planet. Um, we got uh, what's that called? Uh, some parkour happening in that, <laughs> that episode. Yeah, you know, I was like, what the heck's going on here? Some hardcore um, parkour. Hardcore parkour. Uh, but I just like how they're kind of like setting up uh, Kenobi as like this guy who like really isolated himself from everything. And uh, he's not connected with the force. He didn't know like um, Anakin was still alive or, you know, or like there's Darth Vader still alive. I'm like, damn, Darth Vader must be like hiding, you know, uh, somewhere and like not not making his presence known into the, the into the galaxy if Kenobi doesn't doesn't know that he was still alive. But overall, I mean, uh, obviously, I don't want to get into detail with the, my review. I just I, I like it. I really, really, really like it, and I like what they're doing with the show. So, um, how about you, Justin? Uh, you know, I, I speak to one of my friends, my good friends, over you know thirty plus years, and he's he literally always texts me after every episode, and you know we talk about it briefly, and uh, you know he wasn't into like the first episode too much i was like man i loved it like you know the first episode like pj said it, it it's like a broken person and you know he's he's kind of isolating himself um you know just from the teaser trailers and the trailers that we got leading up to this show we had no idea you know what this was going to be you know everyone has their thoughts of oh well obviously you know he uh, you know obi-wan's leaving tatooine how is he leaving to tatooine why is he leaving tatooine the fact that we got leia you know as a reason it's just like it's mm-hmm. completely, you know, 
at a left field, no one would have guessed that this is how this series was going to go. Like this is, you know, like PJ said, like it's kind of the taking the book out of like Mando. It's even like Bad Batch with like Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think the actors and actresses are great. Uh, you know, for I loved seeing Tamora Morrison as the the Clone Wars veteran. Yeah, I mean, like, was awesome. I was just like, I got like such like a big smile on my yeah. face when that happened. That I was just like, oh damn! Like I knew it wasn't Rex because you know even at that point in the storyline he would be he would be off on that planet with other the other clones because you see them in rebels but like i'm like oh my god this is so cool um i'm not really i don't know if i'm a fan of uh camille what's his name camille the the james character haji yeah like i don't know how i really felt about that like he kind of reminded me of like you know people are like oh like star wars isn't really about comedy this and that but i kind of felt like he was a little bit of like a hondo like he's kind of like a pirate like he's trying to make his money however he can mm-hmm. but he's still trying to help people so that's where like i was like okay it's fine I, I'll, I'll take him but uh yeah i think the episodes are great you know with the latest episode episode three you know we, we finally see vader come full fronting uh, i think he's amazing and i think that's not the last time that we're going to see a fight you know people they talked about it that uh you know this is going to be such an epic match and people are already like well that's it that's all we're going to get of vader and, and kenobi no man we're gonna we still got a couple more episodes they're definitely going to have one more fight and um but you know the most and the standout character obviously and we're going to get into that as well and i'm sure zach's going to you know push it as the hate on moses ingram yo reva's a cool character you know you can't hate on the actress because of how the writing is done right i think she's awesome the end of episode two where she's kind of hunting kenobi like in that you know uh supply ship room whatever you want to call it yo she's scary that's like a horror film like just the way she talks um Mm -hmm. it's very like old school 80s you know horror flick and um you know i have no problems with her i think she's a great character i think all the inquisitors are badass so that's kind of just my mid-season i'm happy with it i'm definitely a lot happier than i was for book of boba fett um zach what are your thoughts on the first three episodes so I guess I'll take the uh, the other side. I'm a little underwhelmed, to be honest. Um, I came in with massive high hopes. I was like, damn, this shit's going to be amazing. I know I've, ta- I've talked to Justin about it. I've rant and raved how excited I was for Obi-Wan. How I think he's the greatest Jedi of all time. So ready for it. Um, and then, yeah, you know, I, I was a little underwhelmed. I'm not... I like the Leia edition. I, very, I find that very interesting because, obviously, our knowledge of Obi-Wan is all Luke, right? Like you don't have any interaction with Leia and then you get to like empire where they talk, where you finally get the first kind of reveal about there's another one out there, you know? So it is, I find it cool for him to have like an interaction with Leia. I love every time he kind of like looks at her and he sees Padme. It's, it's heartbreaking in a way. Um, I, I'm a little thrown off. The actress is great. I'm a little thrown off by the fact she's not 10 years old and she <laughs> runs really weird. And apparently everyone else runs really weird when she's in oh my God. Dude, because I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't know what you, anyone thinks. So, spoiler alert for the end of three, Reva's not going to catch her because no one can catch this little six-year-old who's supposed to be a ten-year-old apparently. But um, no, I think it's you know, I'm trying to think. I, I like the little, the like you said, the uh, the clone. I thought that shit was great. A huge smile on my face too. I was a little underwhelmed as well with um, uh, the fake Jedi character. You know, I was like, oh, cool, he's going to be a Jedi. Yep, that's um, what we thought. I thought I said Quinlan right. Voss, like. Uh-huh. And then we, the only Jedi we saw, that guy sucked too. And like, I'm a little, I don't feel like the dialogue is, is there. I feel like the dialogue's lacking a little bit. And I don't think it's any of the actors or actresses fault. Um, even, um, fifth brother, like, oh uh, yeah, like, he's just kind of there, man. Like, I'm mad and angry and I want to be the next grand inquisitor. You know, like they're not giving him any depth necessarily. And even yeah. Reba, I'm hoping we're going to get more there. I feel like maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's hints that like there is a reason why she's so pissed, right? There has to be a 100%. history there. Like she seems yeah. like something happened at first. I thought she was going to have a history with Obi-Wan. Now I'm not sure. Um, maybe she blames Obi-Wan for something, but I do like Reva as a character. I'm loving the inquisitors. The grand inquisitor was good. Um, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think we all kind of have a pretty strong idea on how, what's going to play out with the grand inquisitor, but I think my biggest problem is I knew we knew going into this, this was a broken Obi-Wan, right? Like he was going to be mm-hmm. at his lowest point. They all, that's how it was pitched. I guess I didn't really expect him to be such a pussy, like just to be <laughs> so crappy. Like 
Mm-hmm. And he just kind of sucks, man. And even the fight with uh, you know Vader, and obviously Vader is like stronger in the Force now than he was even as Anakin. He's fully embraced the dark side. Um, which, by the way, man, you watch this right, and you see Vader cracking necks and breaking spines and stuff like that. And like, oh yeah. And then you try to think ahead to like, oh, he's redeemable. It's like, you know, like this dude ain't redeemable, yeah. bro. Like, I don't care what he does in Return of the Jedi. This guy's a bad motherfucker. Like, there's, you can't redeem this dude. Um, they really made Vader dark, which I love. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know. I'm kind of underwhelmed by Obi-Wan. And I hope we actually get to see more Hayden Christensen. Like, you know, little kind of ghost images of him. And kind of, I, I was telling my wife this, I was like, so did they really need to bring him back or like i mean like what is he even is he even acting anything here you know you got james mm-hmm. earl jones doing the voice i highly doubt that's him in the vader suit um, oh it is is it it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's him yeah he had to take uh like robot walking classes like <laughs> kind of walking. like just like yeah of course. you know just so it's more stiff yeah um obviously that's him at the end of episode two and like the right. prosthetics that you see his face Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I was hoping too for a little bit more. I, I would have thought like that opening scene with Order sixty six, you would have seen him a little like, bit more. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Him destroying some younglings. Oh, <laughs> that or just Jedi and them running away from him, which is right. Just, but I'm sure, yeah, you're gonna get a little bit of an origin of Riva, and I'm sure that's where you're gonna see him as as Anakin, is my guess. Or no, I, well, then uh, at that point, it would probably be still Darth Vader. Um, yeah, in the suit. But I have I have a feeling we're gonna get like some sort of flashbacks of uh you know of uh Anakin and Kenobi in the Clone Wars just because that's what I, thought too. I think in the it might happen in the next episode just because you know Kenobi's like really he's hurt, you know, he's probably mm-hmm. gonna like you know, they're probably gonna like put him in the back tech tank or something yeah. in there. And he's probably gonna like have some like sort of nightmare or dream because he's been having some nightmares like while he was yeah. in the cave and just calling out but no i i agree like you know it seems like kenobi is like kind of like a wuss and for some reason he's like the next john wick you see some of them like gun moves are like like this like, like <laughs> yeah. when he like like takes down some of those stormtroopers i'm like damn okay he sucks as a jedi but apparently he's like the next john yeah. wick when did he get good yeah. with a blaster you know? i know i was like he's shooting everything <laughs> remember he was like he's faking out that stormtroopers all right i'm gonna put the gun down and shoots him like straight in the head i'm like uh right. okay so yeah. um you know and, and sorry guys i you know i have so much to say and i'll try i know i don't want to you know no it's fine you much, got your know? own listen if anybody i know you just did your own podcast last night uh on wednesday mm-hmm. i'm sure you talked about it so if you want to get like the full experience from PJ, you know, go check him out on his YouTube channel. Um, and you know, we're yeah. always talking about it. So no, I hear you, man. I, I definitely yeah. understand. There's so much to to deep dive into, and but that's what like you know, like your podcast is great because you mm. talk nothing but Star Wars. You know, yeah. people that listen to us, not everybody is a huge Star Wars fan like yourself, like me or, mm. or Zach is. Like mm. so, you know, we ju- we try to dabble in it. And, you know, we just kind of we we kind of give us our little like quick pieces and that's it. You know, we could do our own like how we do our Marvel movies and DC movies, you know, full reviews. There's always an option to do that at some point. Yeah, it's good, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I think and all these shows, when you look at the Disney Plus shows, I feel like they all have this kind of I feel like every single Disney Plus show is kind of following the same theme where like the first three episodes, you're kind of like, oh, OK, let's you know, it's pretty good. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, the last three, like, typically will either blow you out of the water or continue the mode of the rest, and, you know, a la Moon Knight. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I have hopes. I, I just want to just uh, touch on it real quick is that the fact that I'm really, really shocked that Disney is allowing some of this, like, you know, like Darth Vader, like snapping like a kid's neck. Yeah, man. I yep. was like, oh, and then, like, so, all of a sudden, like, cutting like like some lady's uh arm off or hand off i was like what yep. the hell is going on here um when the stormtrooper some... fell on that that uh energy field and sliced sliced in half. Half. yeah yeah that was i was like damn yeah so i'm kind of glad that they're, they're they're not like holding back with some of that stuff just because you know disney they like kind of like want to be you know a little tame and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah i'm i'm really liking the show and and hopefully we, we get to see uh more of that or at least like it gets better like later on in the in the season so mm-hmm. cool yeah well sweet man that's our uh obi-wan mid-season review and um we'll kind of wrap it up here we're about 50 minutes into the episode and we usually end always the same way with uh what we are currently reading so um pj let's start with you man i know you're 
not probably as big of a reader as Justin and I, but and you said you're reading some stuff. So why don't you tell us kind of what are you reading right now or suggest to anyone? Uh, well, I haven't been re- I you know I've been picking up a, a, a lot of comic books. I just have this pull box where it's basically all Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just I have the Holocon Legacy, the Kenobi. I have I have to read. Uh, I mean, for me, I know like Hayden Christensen said that he would like to dabble into some uh, dart, like a Darth Vader series in the future, like a younger, like you know, maybe like year one Darth Vader. So I would definitely recommend to people out there that uh, you know are Star Wars fan or you know kind of want to read some comic books uh, regarding Star Wars. Uh, definitely Charles Soule, second run of Darth Vader is probably one of the best like mm-hmm. comic book run- uh, like Star Wars comic book runs ever, and is so well written. Uh, a lot, a lot of like you know uh, behind the scenes like uh, information on regarding this the Inquisitors and why Vader hates them and. You know things like that, so I definitely recommend that. I know it's an older book, but yeah, those those that one is one of my favorites. So yeah, cool. absolutely. I bought that omnibus uh, yeah. last year or this year, I think it came out, and uh, I just I've reread that series at least like two to three times, which is awesome. The Vader yeah. title is by far continuously the best Star Wars title, even more so than like the main Star Wars run. In a, mm-hmm. All the Vader runs, I feel like, are just great. This current one's amazing too. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. How about you, Justin? Um, so I, this week, uh, kind of got like two, but I got two books. So I got one on DC and one on Marvel. Um, this week, the latest annual for Batman just came out, which was a uh, pretty in- interesting kind of, uh, it's a nice little setup for the upcoming, uh, in a few months are of course going to be bringing back the Batman incorporated. So it's kind of going through Batman and kind of setting up, I guess, like a year, not even like a year two, but like a version 2.0 of Batman incorporated. Uh, he has Ghostmaker leading the team so uh of course if you've ever read any of the other batman incorporated series there's all different like bat characters around the world so this entire issue has ghostmaker kind of taking over uh and he's gonna he basically leading two different teams he's got the local you know united states teams and then he's got an international team and the international team goes on and, and takes part of this uh this new character down and ends up you know, spoiler alert, he ends up joining kind of this Batman Inc. And so we are going to be getting a new series on the Batman Inc. side uh, for DC Comics. But man, the one title that I absolutely love reading, um, issue three just came out, is Carnage this mm. week. Uh, I mean, Ram V and uh, it is just amazing right now. Like the first two issues, you know, it was just very, it was a lot of horror stuff. And that's what we talked about pre this, this uh, series coming out um just violent you know him taking down uh spoiler alert by this point if you haven't read it hydro man and then this issue he's going again he's going after the spot but man it's just brutal like and i absolutely love this series and it's cool because it's literally just a sadistic version and this is what i really wish would have gotten in in the venom movie but we didn't you know we got to tone down cletus cassidy and it's just it's interesting to see where this is going to go because you know there's someone out there that's kind of has kind of the codex in him and uh you know i don't know where it's gonna go but man i love this series right now it almost reads like a boom studios title huh oh definitely right? so hard yeah, yeah. So what yeah that's you? a good one so this week i got um little monsters by jeff lemire from image comics i think i've spoke about it before but um it's a really cool comic about vampires um it looks like it's in some like post-apocalyptic world and you got this group of like uh, eight or nine kids that are, are vampires it's all it's in black and white, which typically is not really my thing. But um, I know it's, it's actually shaded really well. Where sometimes I don't even realize it's in black and white. But anyway, as the as the issues or as the runs start, it's it, they seem like they're kids, they're vampires, but they don't actually like feed on humans. And as we've been moving forward in the story, they have like fed on their first human. They've been some of them been alive for a very long time. Um, this last issue, it gets a little bit more violent, more what you would expect from like a vampire story. And uh, honestly, there's really not a lot creepier than vampire children. Um, yep. <laughs> so it's it's cool. I mean, it's like vampire children in like The Last of Us. Think of The Last of Us with vampire children. That's really kind of what it is. Um, and no zombies, obviously. But it's really fun. Um, I love Jeff Lemire. I like what he does. I like his take on stuff. And I'm really enjoying it. So mm-hmm. shout out to Once in Future 26. Oh, of course. Shout out to almost every Once in Future issue that ever comes out. <laughs> like It's so good. It's so much yeah. fun. 
Yeah, I read uh, that that la- that last issue of Little Monsters was really good. The the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah the good, twins. Like good story arc, and that's what's cool. Like every issue is kind of like branching off, giving you a little backstory on uh, each of the children, like you said. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed yeah. it as well. So cool. So that wraps it up for season two, episode twenty-two. It is June second. This will be dropping tomorrow, which will be June third. If you're listening, um, a Friday, like every one of our episodes, we drop Friday. Once again, thank you to PJ, Paradox Nerd. Tell everyone, give a shout out to where they can find you again on Instagram and YouTube. Plug all your stuff. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Zach and Justin, for inviting me to, to the podcast. Uh, such an honor to be here. I was kind of nervous, to be honest, even though I've done YouTube stuff and podcast stuff a lot. Uh, I was kind of nervous. So, But thank you again, guys. Uh, seriously, appreciate it. Uh, you can catch me at the uh, Paradox Nerd, my YouTube channel, or the Sithcast podcast, which is another YouTube channel. Uh, which are uh, oh, you know yeah. like you like you know like you said earlier we talk about a lot about Star Wars so thank you guys again so much for inviting me on the show for sure man yeah absolutely uh, if anybody wants to check out I uh, I appeared on uh, PJ's May the Fourth show we did a, he did like an all day streaming thing and I was able to jump <laughs> on in the morning we talked a lot Star Wars stuff so uh, PJ thank you so much for jumping on here and yeah you're just uh, you're a beacon of uh, knowledge in in Star Wars especially collectibles so. Um, definitely guys and girls out there check out pj's channel uh, for if you ever want to check out something and see what it, uh, what it looks like in person pj's got it for you all right yeah thank you again well like i said that wraps it up thanks everyone for tuning in and we will catch you next week on the comic-con podcast Peace, everybody. take care everybody.